When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get a This is the Rich Eisen Show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Guess what we found out? What? These are not the same old New York Jets, are they? How about these New York Jets? At two and two. Get out of here. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports, Peter King. Still to come. Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. ESPN NFL analyst, Robert Griffin III. Plus, Eagles tackle, Lane Johnson. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We're scheduled to speak in about 20 minutes' time with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think you've heard of him because he's really good at the sport of football. His (laughs) name is Patrick Mahomes. Um, And uh, can't wait to chat with him about what just happened, his next game against the Las Vegas Raiders. And they could could bury the Raiders pretty much. They go up three-plus games on him after five weeks, just five weeks in. You know, the Broncos have a short week game. They're they're banged up at running back. Randy Gregory's out for several weeks now. And you've got, um, you've got uh, obviously, the Chargers with a, a banged-up quarterback as well. And the Los Angeles Chargers are visiting Cleveland. I mean, they, they could really take charge of this division after just five weeks, let the smoke clear from everybody else performing in week number five, and then just take care of business against the Raiders at home man um so we'll talk to patrick mahomes lane johnson of the 4-0 philadelphia eagles in hour number three we just talked about kenny pickett being named the starter by mike tomlin later on in this show jerry jones has spoken about dak prescott's readiness for this week's game against the rams despite cooper rush winning three in a row will they rush if you will dak back so we'll hear from Jerry on all of that. We've got an interesting poll question involving two and two teams. Now that we've got four of them in the NFC West alone, that's at Rich Eisen Show. Chris Brockman, we've yet to unpack that. We'll get to that shortly on this show. Um, and then there's you at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the Roku channel and Sirius XM, Sirius 218, XM 202, 992 on the app. We also say hello to those listening to us on Odyssey Stream, of course, the terrestrial radio network that we've built together. 50-plus affiliates strong, thanks to our friends at Westwood One and also the Cumulus Podcast Network, uh, where you can get this show in podcast form. Give us a follow, if you will, uh, on our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and a subscribe to our podcast. We would greatly appreciate that. 
So we now turn to a phone line and get a, a, an old friend back. We'd love chatting with this guy. He's so terrific with what he does in the booth collegiately uh, for ESPN and then now part of their Monday night football coverage. So he was there last night for the 49ers beating up the Rams on the scoreboard and on the field. And joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is Robert Griffin III. How you doing, RG3? I'm doing great, Rich. How about yourself, man? Doing all right. Doing all right. What a game that was to wrap things up last night. Uh, your main takeaway from the week oh, four man. finale. Main take- yeah, main takeaway was, um, isn't it weird that, that Kyle Shanahan just seems to keep little brothering Sean McVay in the regular season? I mean, seven straight victories or 7-0 against them in the regular season. Yes, the Rams won the one that mattered in the playoffs last year. But for some odd reason, the physicality of the 49ers uh, just seems to trump whatever the Rams are trying to do. Maybe they're not biting down their mouthpiece hard enough in the regular season. Uh, it doesn't matter to them as much uh, in the regular season as it does the playoffs. But for whatever reason, the 49ers seem to always get back on track against the Rams. And uh, Jimmy G did what Jimmy G does. You know, went out there, was efficient, and got the ball to Debo Samuel and Debo, Debo'd his way to the end zone a couple times. Well, I mean, there were a couple business decisions there, huh? Uh, as Debo's running his way through the secondary. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey tried to get him in his shoe, and that's just not going to work. Uh, that I, I, As soon as Debo went on that catch and run on a third and three and turned what could have been maybe an interception into a touchdown, I thought to myself, that's exactly why the Niners had to pay him. Because not only does he do that, and there's so few people who can do that, he always seems to do that against the Rams, their number one rival and and uh, uh, threats to uh, winning the division, if not the conference. He does it. Yeah, yeah Rich. I mean, Debo, uh, that catch that he made on the screen, like you could say that, that Jimmy threw it high on purpose, but I don't know if he did. Um, well, he said he all did. Over that, Debo, Debo, uh, you know, ran so many uh, times and broke so many tackles on that run. Had me thinking he scored twice in that game. So um, it was incredible. You saw, like you said, a couple business decisions were made. Uh, I still think, you know, I tweeted this out last night that that Debo's built like Kyle Lowry. You know, he's got a couple McDickums down there for his legs, and that's okay because he played strong and he's he got that nickname, the wide back. Um, and if he's going to play like that, you know, for the duration of the season and into the playoffs, the Niners are always going to be dangerous. He is a guy like a Tyreek Hill who can completely change the outlook of your offense. It's not about really Jimmy Garoppolo going out there and dicing you for 300 yards. It's about really trying to stop Debo Samuel from having one of those beast quake type runs. Well, it's not just that as well. It's, it's the defense. Uh, Fred Warner, I think there's three of them. Uh, Bosa is a, is a grade A Sterling defensive player of the year type pass rusher. And now this kid Hafunga on the back end uh, making that pick six to essentially wrap the game up last night. Uh, when, when you're sending that at an offensive line that the Rams have that's all banged up, you can understand why the Niners might have their way. There was a tweet, however, RG3, that you sent out last night that I want to bring up to you because this is something that has nothing to do, one would think, with any banged-up offensive line. It's got to do with who knows what. You sent out a tweet that saying that Allen Robinson's usage by the um, Rams is criminal, criminally misused by the Rams, and then full caps infuriating. What are you seeing to send that out? 
Yeah, before we, we get to that, I definitely want to say that uh, Hufunga, yes. he definitely reminds you of Troy Palomalu. Mm. And it's it, probably just the hair, but the way he jumped that screen and took it to the house was very Troy Palomalu-esque. But to get to, to Allen Robinson, if you look at Allen Robinson's career, he's never been a receiver that really, truly gains a ton of separation. Um, I, I saw a lot of people talking about that last night, saying that he's not getting open and um, when he does get opportunities, not making the most of them. But Robinson's a guy who's getting like eight to ten targets a game, you know, throughout his career, both in Jacksonville and also with the Bears. And he's always a guy that the quarterback has had to throw open because he's got great body control. I trained with Allen Robinson three years ago down in Miami at Bomberitos, and I got to throw to him, and I was extremely impressed with his body control. And I, I kind of look at this like when Dak Prescott – uh, took over as the starter, and he struggled getting the ball to Des Bryant because Des Bryant wasn't a big separation guy. He was a 50-50 ball guy that you throw to the back shoulder, allow him to use his body control to make catches for you. And right now it just seems like for whatever reason, Matt Stafford doesn't have the, either the confidence in Allen Robinson or Sean McVay is running every single play through Cooper Cup, which you completely understand because Cooper Cup was the offensive player of the year last year. But at some point, you pay this guy $45 million. got to tell your quarterback, hey, man, every day after practice, we're sticking, in, uh, sticking behind, and we're going to make sure that you and Allen Robinson get on the same page because our investment is not paying off right now. I just think they need to manufacture targets for him, at least five the game to get him involved because it's going to help that offense start matriculating down the field more. The Niners really just keyed in on Cooper Cup. And Matthew Stafford never looked Allen Robinson's way. Yeah, I mean, McVay said after the game when he was asked why it's a struggle to spread the ball around and get it to Allen Robinson, he said, quote, I think it's just been a struggle all around. Is it possible Robinson's having trouble picking things up as well, do you think? I mean, I talked to him on the field before the game and, uh, you know, just having trained with him and knowing who he is. He's a high football IQ guy, so I don't think it's necessarily a problem with him picking up the offense, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think McVay's also, you know, alluding to that interception that Matthew Stafford threw um, that we were just talking about from Hufunga. That was supposed to be a screen to the running back. And I've been in that offense. Um, you know, I know he was supposed to can that play to the zone screen because if you notice, the whole offensive line ran out to the right. Mm-hmm. But it was a screen to both sides. And anytime you get two guys inside of five yards man coverage, it's supposed to be a can to the zone screen to the running back. You kind of saw McVay go up to, to Stafford and ask him, right. "Hey, did you for, did you forget? You know, like to to make that can? I didn't I didn't really like that visual on the sidelines, but at the end of the day, it does show you that they're having some issues right now on the offensive side of the ball, and they got to figure it out. And I personally think it starts with getting the ball down, Rob. Robert Griffin the third, right here on the Rich Eisen show. He was at. Um, the finale to week four last night as part of uh, ESPN's Monday Night Football coverage right here on the Rich Eisen Show while the game was on uh, ABC, ESPN, uh, on ESPN2, the deuce, as we used to call it when I used to sit on it uh, back in the day. Um, the uh, Mannings had Jalen Hurts on. Uh, man, how how good is this kid? And, and, and he's become the new rock star in this league, RG3. How sustainable are, are the Eagles from what you've seen so far in your mind? Oh, the Eagles are completely sustainable because they're built the right way. You know, I like to say that they're, they're built like you would want your significant other to be. They're beautiful on the inside and out. 
Okay, the offensive line is the best in football. The defensive line is eight deep. They control the line of scrimmage. And the best part about Jalen Hurts was he threw a pick six on the first drive of the game, and his response to that pick six speaks everything about his character and who he has become as a player. He, they didn't blink, right? They're down 14-0. They come back. He has the fourth and goal where he lowers his shoulder, which, of course, people will say, hey, he's a quarterback. You don't want him to do that. But in that moment, his team needed a spark, and he provided that spark. So last week it was the commanders, and they said, hey, we're going to dare you to beat us throwing, and he did that. This week they said, hey, we're going to dare you guys to beat us running the football against the best run defense in the league. They did that. Um, I just think that they're beyond impressive right now. And there's two guys that really up until this week had really been doing really well and kind of in the front of that MVP talk was Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. And both of them work with quarterback specialist Adam Dato out of California. And I think he's done a phenomenal job getting those guys consistent with their quarterback mechanics. Now, Lamar had a little bit of an off week with the two interceptions this week, but Jalen Hurts continues to ascend. And I think a lot of that has to do with that work they've been doing with Adam Dato. For, uh, I guess, what, tale of fourth and ones, right, between Jalen Hurts and and um, and Lamar this week. You just mentioned what one that went successfully for Jalen and then one that did not for Lamar, who had two wide-open receivers on that play that everybody's still talking about and is laying at the feet of the coach for calling and deciding to push that button against the Bills. What did you make of that play and that decision and how it's going to linger for the Ravens, RG3? Yeah, I'll talk about the play first. Lamar said it. If he just executed the play, he wouldn't be having this conversation. He did have two guys wide open. He saw DuVernay late in the back of the end zone and tried to get it to him, and that's why it was intercepted. Um, for me, if I was the coach in that situation, I would have took the points because it elongates the game, gives you an opportunity to, to have another crack at it if your defense goes out there and plays like a Raven and at a minimum holds them to a field goal, it extends the game. But having been there in that locker room for three years and being on the sideline for that 2019 viral moment when Coach asked Lamar if he wanted to go for it against Seattle, um, in Seattle, and he says, heck yeah. You know, he said something else, but, you know, <laughs> we're on the airway. So I was on the sideline for that. And I know being in those meetings, Harbaugh always wants to end the game in regulation and be aggressive because he believes in the guys that are on the field. You got the best player in the game and Lamar Jackson with the ball in his hand. They're not going to second-guess that, and I don't think that we should second-guess it just because their track record speaks for itself. They went for it on that fourth down in 2019. I think third down or whatever it was uh, on 2019. Uh, it was fourth down in the third quarter, and Lamar ran an eight-yard touchdown. They went for it on fourth and one against the Chiefs last year in the regular season, and Lamar got the first down game over. So it's, it's kind of messed up for us to flip the switch on them now and say, hey, what's going on here? But I will say this. The Ravens have now lost seven straight one-score games, and that's a problem because in the playoffs, you're going to have one-score games or close games. You have to find a way to win those. Right now, they got to scratch where it itches, just like the Bills did coming into that game. They had lost seven straight one-score games dating back to last year. So they got to figure that out and know when to be aggressive and when not to, but I wouldn't think too hard on this one. I think Harbaugh did the right thing trusting his guys. I have Patrick Mahomes coming up shortly, Robert Griffin III. Uh, is he playing the best at the position through four weeks? What do you think? Oh, man. Ah, 
I still think Jalen Hurts is playing the best at the position, but Patrick that. Mahomes is flipping good, and I mean all puns there because that flip that he threw to Edward Tolaire was nice. incredible. And I just, I'll say this, Rich, because I know we got to go. No, sorry. Mahomes and the Chiefs, they miss the explosiveness of Tyreek Hill, but they're harder to defend right now. They're spreading it out to everybody. Um, and when they were in the playoffs and they won the Super Bowl in 2019, they had 100 yards rushing in every game in the playoffs. They know what they're doing. They are laying the groundwork for that late-season run, and they ran the ball for 189 yards against a Bucks defense that wasn't giving up water so well. So I think that they are by far harder to defend, even though they do miss Tyreek in certain instances. They're, uh, they're very multiple right now, and that's a danger. Well, I mean, you clean that up for my audience, Robert, because to your Twitter audience, 2 million plus, uh, you tweeted out that the Chiefs are running through the Bucks faster than poop emoji ran through DK Metcalf. That was one of the many tweets you had Sunday <laughs> that went viral. <laughs> clean that yeah, one up for me, uh, Robert. How about that? They need to get a portable <laughs> bathroom on the sideline, man. We've been saying that for years, but, yeah, the Chiefs are dangerous. If you can do that to a Bucks defense that mm-hmm. many consider to be the best in, in the game, um, that that's impressive, and the Bucks didn't help themselves early on with that, with the turnovers. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs took it and took advantage of it. They're a very dangerous team right now. Yeah, you were you were definitely on that uh, that uh, Seahawks um, uh, Seahawks and Lions game because you 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 also mentioned Antonio Brown in a tweet that I don't think I can mention right here about the the defense um and things like that but your your twitter feed was absolutely on fire on sunday and 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 when you're when you're sending out those tweets they're 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 also very insightful um so you know kudos to you adding that to your remarkable game that you got going on on the worldwide leader last one for you uh robert uh what do you think the cowboys should do let's bring it all full circle rams now coming home licking their wounds short week cowboys coming in three in a row with cooper rush dak is uh lightly practicing you know stitches are out uh, what do you think Dallas should do at the quarterback spot right now? Yeah, I think uh, it's rush hour right now. You know, that I know he's got a million nicknames right now, but I'm going to go ahead and give him that one. Okay. And I think, honestly, the Cowboys have found their recipe for success, and it has nothing to do with Cooper Rush. But they just needed rush hour to teach him how to push the goddamn button. That's the bottom line. Run the ball through Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, play elite-level defense, and when Dak gets back, they'll be fine. Uh, their defense hasn't given up more than 17 points in any of Cooper Rush's starts, and I think that's a great recipe for any quarterback to go out there and be successful. Um, Cooper Rush has played well. He hasn't played to the point where you even think about uh, having him replace Dak. But I, I said this uh, last night. If, if Dak is ready to go this week, but he hasn't really practiced, I'd give him two weeks. Give him two weeks to practice so he can hit the ground run, run and get his rhythm and timing back. Don't throw him out there and uh, have him not be ready to go because the pressure is going to be there for him to go out and help the Cowboys win because the last thing you want, obviously, is to lose a game, but especially to lose a game when rush hour has been on fire, at least early in games and late in games, leading the Cowboys to three straight victories. So. I would just put the person before the player in this situation and allow Dak to get 100% healthy, not 90 and he can go. Let him get 100% healthy. You're playing with house money. Yeah, I mean, apparently Jerry Jones thinks that he has still has trouble gripping the ball, so maybe this week won't happen. But is it as simple as just saying, hey, you know, uh, Dak comes back, let's just add another 100 yards passing because that seems to be Dak's ability and his ability to maybe run it as well. And the Cowboys are just going to be that much better 
Is it that simple, or or is Rush operating the offense more efficiently? Robert. No, I don't think I don't think Rush is operating the offense more efficiently. I think it's even simpler than what you just mentioned, Rich. I think Kellen Moore has to understand that the game plan he has for Cooper Rush needs to be the game plan for Dak Prescott. That's how simple it is because Dak is a more talented football player, but you cannot get lured in to trying to throw the ball 40 times a game just because you have a quarterback who can do it. Your team right now is built to run the ball and play great defense. Dak can go out and make all those throws and all those plays that Cooper Rush did, give him the opportunity to do that, and don't force him to drop back, take those seven-step drops, and try to take a bunch of shot plays. Kellen Moore has to make a decision. Does he want to be number one in the league in total offense and yards per play, or does he want to win football games? If he wants to win football games, when Dak comes back, he won't change the game plan. He'll do it the same way he did for Cooper Rush. RG3, you are the man at RG3 Sticks on uh, RGIII on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I just love watching you and listening to you, and you make me smarter and laugh, man. Thanks again for the time, as always. I yeah, appreciate you, Rich. Look, Much love, brother. Right back at you. Look for more of my phone calls. That's RG3 right here on The Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Patrick Mahomes here on The Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Patrick Mahomes here on the Rich Eisen Show. Our terrestrial radio audience just rejoined us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit of football here, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I had Chris Long on my program um, on Monday, and 
you know, he's he's been around the block. He's won a couple of trophies. You know, you've got one in the case, so he knows what a mindset is of a Super Bowl champion, and certainly like yourself. He thinks that he, – he, he threw it out there that you've been sitting on that loss to the Bucks for all this time and had been waiting and wait for months to play that game, and you played it so well on Sunday night, and that was part of the reason why. Do you agree with that, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think I think that was a little bit of it. Um, I think I didn't really realize that I was sitting on it and had those emotions until I got to the field that day. Mm. Um, when you're preparing throughout the week, uh, I was more prepared to just get our season back rolling after that loss we uh, had in Indy, and I wanted to see how these guys responded to adversity that are new to the team. And uh, but then once I got on that field and you kind of get in that environment, you, you those flashbacks and those memories of how we played that day. Uh, that definitely gave me that extra motivation that I think you saw from uh, a lot of those guys uh, on our team that were out there when we did lose that game. So you didn't really think about it much because obviously you you got a lot going on in your world, football-wise, personal-wise, but then you step on the field and it's time to focus and time to play it. it you, you started thinking about those days? Is that really what happened on Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you think about it at the time. I mean, obviously you thought about it after the game, but it's been so long now. It's been two years now and you've been you've been through some battles with some other guys and you don't think about it, but I'll tell you what, right when you walk out there in warm-ups and you get on that field and you look around and you may have those bad memories, uh, that, that a lot of uh, uh, fire under you to go out there and play your best football. Let's talk about some narratives as well. That's my, I guess, end of the business, Patrick. And a narrative is that your team misses Tyreek Hill, and that would be an issue for you all year long. How does that sit in the receiver room for you, Patrick? Yeah, I think – I think that um, I, it gives those guys something to prove every week. Um, it gets those guys motivated to go. I mean, obviously, I mean, Tyree Kill's a special talent. He's one of a kind. Um, he's someone that uh, no one in this NFL, ha- NFL hasn't seen a player like him. Um, but at the same time, we got a lot of good receivers in that receiving room that, that believe they can go out there and make plays happen. Um, and I think you saw that a little bit uh, on Sunday night. Is We had, we had it for, uh, from guys everywhere. I mean, every, all season long it's been uh, different guys making plays in big moments. Um, and that's going to be our team. And then obviously you got Travis Kelsey. That, that sure helps out as well. How about, how about sitting with you? Um, that, you know, that, that sure, Tyreek Hill is a special player and he's significant, but, you know, you're still Patrick Mahomes. Did that ever sit down? You have a sit down moment to rankle your feathers to hear that, you know, you're going to be less than because Tyreek's not there anymore? Uh, I mean, not necessarily. Uh, I mean, I knew we were going to be good still. I mean, we have a lot of great players. We have great coaches, and uh, we, we practice and do things the right way. But uh, you definitely you hear it all off season, and you kind of just want to be like, all right, let's just go play ball, and, and then it'll kind of quiet everything down by the way we play. So uh, definitely glad that we're in season now, and we're, we're rolling and showing that we can continue to move forward. Um, and I think you see Tyreek. I mean, he, he's, he's balling too. So, I mean, it's uh, – when there's a lot of great players, when you separate, everybody thinks it's going to be bad for one or the other. But you see that it's just great players being uh, great on uh, every single Sunday. And what does it mean for you, Patrick Mahomes, to be going against Tom Brady in a game whole country's watching? What was that like? What is that like? No, it, it's it's always cool to play Tom, man. I've, got, I've gotten to meet, meet him a couple of times now and kind of talk to him throughout the offseason. Just a great guy. Uh, you see why he's so, he's so great, how, how much he dedicates himself to, to playing football and, and going out there and succeeding. Um, and uh, it's always great to get to go up against the best, the best of all time, and uh, especially their team. I mean, that's a great football team, and uh, it kind of shows that if we play our best football, we have a chance to, to win every game we play. Can you put me in your shoes, Patrick, for that play where you flip it up to Clyde Edwards-Alaire after you pull a couple of Houdini moments to keep a play alive, and, you know, you're running out of real estate on the 
right side of the sideline and you see him open and you kind of shoot a free throw. Can you put me and the rest of my listeners and viewers in your shoes to walk us through what's going through your mind? Is it all instinctive? What is it, Patrick? Yeah, well, at the time, uh, the first thing was I wanted to make sure I beat the defensive end around the edge to give our guys a chance to make a play, and I ended up getting past him. Um, then I was running, and I was going to run and try to score, but Devin White's fast enough that he kind of cut me off, um, and I did the spin move, and I remember the spin move kind of made me kind of say, oh, mate, wait, I can still throw the football. Um, and so then once I spent and I saw Clyde, I just tried to get it out as quickly as possible, knowing that I was uh, real close to the line of scrimmage there. Any thought of going out of bounds at that point? Or, like, again, how, how quickly do you process everything? Um, there, was nef- there was no thought of going out of bounds. I was either going to die for the end zone or, or uh, throw it. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think stuff does slow down a little bit. I remember uh, talking after the game with uh, Nick Allegretti. He was the eligible O-lineman uh, on that play. And I remember as I was running, I looked over and saw an O-lineman in the end zone. And I was like, why is our O-lineman looking at me in the end zone? I was like, oh, wait, that guy's... <laughs> That guy is actually eligible to catch the ball. So that does flash through your mind. Okay. So does that also mean you have an offensive lineman now coming up to you saying you, you throw it, I'm open? Is that now a new county hurt from for you? Really? Well, 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 he got a touchdown last year, so he knows I will throw it to him if okay. he is open. Um, but uh, he he, uh, he was laughing because he, he said that he's never been in a part of a scramble drill, so he had no idea where to go. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, two minutes left here with the – Super Bowl MVP and MVP quarterback of the 3-1 and Kansas City Chiefs here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about your relationship with Andy Reid and how it has grown. I just remember when you first started out in Kansas City, he was just nailed to the bench next to you, right? You would be coming off the field and he would, be the, he would sit right next to you, whether it was on a bench, on top of a, a Gatorade jug, whatever. But what about now? Uh, how much is he in your ear and how much uh, back and forth do you guys have? during a game now, Patrick? Yeah, yeah, there's still a ton. Um, we talk a lot. Um, I think what you see now more is is uh, Coach Enemy and Coach Nagy. I talk to them, and they, they relay my message to Coach Reed so mm-hmm. he can handle uh, kind of being up on the sideline and talking to the defense and uh, everything like that. Um, but that comes with just – I've had so much experiences with all these coaches. I mean, if you look down the entire staff, I mean, other than Coach Kafka uh, going to be the offensive coordinator over there in, in New York, um, with the really guys I've been with my entire career. Um, and so to have those relationships, we trust each other, we talk to each other, um, and uh, we, we communicate, and we're always on the same page. And I think that's what makes our offense so great is we make sure to communicate it through the entire staff what we're thinking. And then what is it like to receive a play like the one uh, on the goal line where you are essentially a decoy? And by the way, great acting job. Eric Stone Street takes credit for it, by the way, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that that you're, you're ad-libbing and you're – you're doing all that sort of stuff. What is that like uh, when when that's pl- presented in front of you by either Reed or Bienemy or Nagy? And and do you ever sit there and wonder well, how do they come up with this stuff, Patrick? Or do you have part of it? Are you in that role as well? No. So it actually is everybody. I mean, all these shovel passes, all these um, plays at the goal line, all those these cool plays that you see. It comes from everybody. It comes from the coaching staff. It comes from players. Uh, I mean, one of our, our coolest plays, I feel like one of those shovel passes to the running back, Travis Kelsey actually made up. So, I mean, it, it's stuff that Coach Reed will give us the the the, free, the will to go out there and try stuff, and we'll see if we like it. And if we like it, we'll put it in the game plan. If we don't, we take it out. Um, and I think it keeps everybody kind of into it. And then, uh, obviously, uh, they made up a great one there where they had Noah kind of get back in the backfield, and they were like, hey, just give it a little Hollywood. 
Uh, make sure you get the guy's eyes off off the tight end lined up under center. And I, I think that's uh, what makes it so fun to play in this offense. Amazing. So what's the play that you've come up with that you're most proud of in your time there in Kansas City, Patrick? Oh, man. I, I, the, the one that I, come, I came up with I think I'm most proud of is – I, well, there was two of them. There was one where I did the I did the quarterback motion a couple of years back, and I didn't know if it was allowed, so I had to go ask our rules guy. I said, "Hey, is it allowed if I go in motion and then catch the snap?" And they were like, "Yeah, it's allowed. I don't think we've seen it done before." And so we did it against the Panthers a couple of years back, and I caught it and flipped back around and threw a touchdown uh, to the the guy on the backside, and you could see the linebackers just flowing like they had no idea what was going on. Um, and so those quarterback motions were the ones I was the most proud of, and we'll have to make a comeback of those at some point. So, uh, in my, the time I, that's amazing. In the time I have left with you, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I want to play a, a couple of uh, pieces of tape. Um, the one first one you'll recognize the voice. It's you, um, and this is what you you said to the team after beating the Bucks um, on Sunday night. We can learn. We can get better. But make sure y'all come ready this next week. Y'all know who's coming to town. Okay, so it's Raiders week. Is that what you're essentially saying to your teammates? right then and there oh yeah oh yeah for sure i mean uh the raiders are a great football team they're always a great football team and when the chiefs and raiders play each other you kind of throw the record book out and you just go out there and play because it's going to be a dog fight and we understand that we have so much respect for that organization and that team um and so we, i didn't want the guys to relax i mean you saw after the thursday night game against the chargers we relaxed and and then we kind of we came out and we didn't have the right tempo and the colts got after us um and so i wanted the guys to know to enjoy it um, but we learn from the film, and we have to come with our best football if we want to beat uh, a good uh, Las Vegas Raiders team. And then, obviously, you've won this division six times in a row. This would be seventh. What would this one mean, though, after everybody's talking about how deep this division is, Patrick? What would that mean? Yeah, I think I think it would be special just because, I mean, obviously the teams are great. I mean, every all our teams in our division are great football teams that can win each each and every week. Um, but just to have some new guys and kind of integrate them into the culture that we have here in uh, Kansas City, I mean, you can see they're really buying in. Um, and uh, battle through adversity like they did the other day and then come back and win against a good football team, it shows that we're doing things the right way. And uh, I'm excited for another great test against the, the Raiders because uh, they'll, they'll come with energy, and I want to see these guys respond as well. All right, and then one last soundbite to play for you, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think you may have seen this uh, when he appeared on this program, the great Henry Winkler came on this show, um, the actor, and he is a diehard fan of yours. This he, he basically interrupted me. I was trying to help him promote his show, Barry, and this is how he interrupted me, and then it winds up with an offer for you. Here we go. Roll take. Have As you, you met been. Patrick Mahomes? I have. Yeah. have you? <laughs> yes, I have met Patrick I think He's Mahomes. one of my heroes. His ability is such a cut above. He is so passionate in the way he plays. Yes. He is so improvisorial mm-hmm. in the way he plays. He is so sure. I I I just think it is uh, instinctually great. Does he listen? Um, yes. Um, Patrick, hi. We make a great chicken stuffed with ricotta <laughs> and spinach. Yes. With an unbelievable reduction, it can be yours uh, <laughs> if you're here in L.A. All right, it's Chargers week coming up shortly. Does that chicken dish and invitation for dinner interest you at all, Patrick Mahomes? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I'll have an open invitation for him. He can come uh, sit and sit with my family in the suite at the Chargers game if he wants to come out and uh, see us. Yeah, 
go up against a great football team in L.A. So uh, it, there's open invite both ways. Uh, we'll have to link up, and uh, wow. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the greatest greatest of all time as well. So <laughs> the Fonz, I mean, and, and you know the great ba- Henry Wink, the Wink. So the Winklers and the Mahomeses can all hang out in in SoFi. Is that what you're saying? That can happen. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. We're going to have to for sure make that happen. Get them down on the field. I mean, that's a. That's the right stadium to do it at. And then if he wants to come to Arrowhead, he can come to Arrowhead as well. We'll, we'll make it happen for sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Patrick, you have made his life, I think. And he's done a lot, you know, in his career, just like you. That is incredible. All right, Patrick, we're going to hook you guys up, okay? We'll do that. All right, sounds good to me. Hey, man, enjoy fatherhood, enjoy quarterbackhood, enjoy the rest of the season. And I always appreciate you saying yes when the invitation to come on here is offered, which is anytime. Thank you. I appreciate you, my man. Right back at you. That's at Patrick Mahomes on Twitter and Instagram. Kansas City Chiefs quarterback right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Yes. I mean, <laughs> why yes. Rich Eisen Consulting has become Rich Eisen. <laughs> wow. Wow. We're bringing, we, we, bringing we, greats together. It's like, yeah. we've Rich Eisen that. Show bringing greats together. Wherever Henry Winkler is right now. <laughs> probably maybe fishing. Getting ready to, no, or probably getting ready to start fasting tonight. Actually. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Tonight's the big YK, brother. Um, so, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's get it here. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. It is. They're at the Chargers. Where is it? We got. Uh, there it is. Oh. Week 11. Sunday, November 20th. Oh, Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving yes. weekend. What's Henry Winkler going to do? Henry, wherever you are, you and whoever else, part of the Winkler entourage, Okay, going to SoFi to hang with the Mahomes. Yeah, amazing. That's like a that's like a reality show. <laughs> they should, huh? They should work that into this season of Barry. Well, probably not. I don't think you. I don't think Barry can get through the metal detectors. <laughs> that's true. Barry's got other issues. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Barry's going to get through. No tickets for Barry. <laughs> How great was that? That's awesome. That's amazing. How about that? And so I guess I, mean, I would love to. Do you pack the, the chicken dish with ricotta in a nice reduction? You bring it. You got to bring it, right? You freeze it. That's what we Jews do. We freeze it. <laughs> and you and you yeah, freeze it, he's and then they want that post you game. Defrost, you freeze, and then you defrost. <laughs> Yeah, because he's going to want... Po- the what are you laughing about over there? Because I, I, are the Italians are the same yes, thing? exactly okay. what you're doing. That's why I love that, You Rich. freeze, then you defrost. You then you have. Then you have, yeah. I don't know if I've ever been prouder to be the host of this program. By the way, I would love to be there when they first meet each other. I mean, it, it's got, it would be... I'm very it, happy for Henry Winkler. He's got to be very go, excited. Yeah. <laughs> When he sees this clip later, he's going to be very <laughs> amazing. Okay. Oh. What more can we do? I don't know. All right. Let's take a break. 844-204-H number to doll. Oh, here's what we can do. Nick Saban, baby. We might have to start a new segment about a press conference moment from Nick Saban because he went on one yesterday. I. I. <laughs> Stay tuned. I. I. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 2000, 2008, 2022. When it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot-com crash, housing crash, and whatever the heck we're going through right now. But over 31,000 businesses do have the confidence and do have the clarity they require because they're relying on NetSuite by Oracle, which is the number one cloud financial system. Let me tell you, NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Without NetSuite by Oracle, Chris Brockman's HR program here around the Rich Eisen Show would be right down the you-know-what. So this helps you prepare for uncertain times. That's why 93% of customers say they improve their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? That's a rhetorical question. So right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Henry Winkler says he's a big fan of Patrick Mahomes. Now Patrick Mahomes says, yeah, you know what? I, I, I don't have time to go to your house for dinner. How about you come to my house when uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in town? Hang out uh, with my family in the suite. It's so fun. Wow. How about that? Amazing. We're making dreams come true, which if that. I'm not mistaken, isn't that, is that the Laverne and Shirley song? Yeah. Which is, you know, part of the happy days over. We're doing it our way. We're doing it our way at RES Consulting. We're doing it our way. Yes, our way. We're going to make dreams come true for me and Henry Winkler. That's right. I just paraphrased Laverne and Shirley right here on the Roku channel. You're welcome. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Bryce Young has a sprained AC joint in his throwing shoulder that knocked him out of uh, last week's game. Alabama still won. It was like, was there like a hot minute against Arkansas? There was yes. a hot minute. It was a hot there was few a minutes. a hot minute where it hot was. A few minutes. Especially if you had Bama minus 17, you were like, what's oh, going wow. on in this game? Well, I, Nick Saban's not concerned about that sort of stuff. I know, but I was. So, I mean, the fact that Bryce Young might not be available this week, and this week is a game that we've been talking about for weeks and months because it's Texas A&M. And Saban's going to College Station, right? 
Was it in Tuscaloosa? I think it, it's Texas A&M and Alabama, and it was in Alabama. It's at Bama this year. Right. It was at in Alabama where Nick had some uh, interesting things to say in front of some business folk about the NIL deal mm-hmm. and how Texas A&M bought everybody in their recruiting class. And you remember, you know, didn't take much time for Jimbo Fisher to call a press conference the next morning and go all say hello to my little friend. Basically making it sound like Saban has some skeletons in his recruiting recruiting closet that people should look into. And it was ugly. We even had uh, the commissioner, Greg Sankey, on the show a couple weeks ago. And I, I asked him if he said something. And he said, yeah, he was doing a lot of talking to one and a, a lot of listening to another coach in that situation. <laughs> so now it's time to play this game. And Bryce Young might not be ready to go because of that injury. So it's now time for Nick Saban to reach a podium and be asked a question that kind of hits a lot of the third rails with Saban. An injury, right? Yep. Talking about that player's readiness in public. That's two. And then three involved... Jalen Milrow, now that he's the starter, right, potentially, being asked if Nick's got a package for him, as if, you know, Nick, 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 Nick was asleep at the switch. At least that's the way Nick took it. Check it out. You've talked about Jalen Milrow's unique skill set. Just given that, is there a thought of maybe putting a package together for him, regardless of Bryce's injury status? We already have one, so. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you want us to put a new one together now, just because he might play, or use the old one? Okay. I mean, we can do either one. I mean, I'll Uh-oh. I'll go talk to the offensive coaches and see. that more often Um. Again, you know, I don't talk to Jimbo on a regular basis, but I'll call him <laughs> and tell him right after the conference if you want Uh-oh. me to. I mean, you guys think I'm going to tell you what we're going to do with our offense and our team? You, you, you might as well make it up. I, I saw today where there's headlines in the paper that, you know, I'm going to keep it a secret what we're going to do with Bryce. I'm, that's, it sounded like me making that statement. But it, I've never said that. But it, it was there in black and white. Like, nope. so you can make up whatever you want to make up. You know, look at somebody else's running quarterback and say they should put these plays in. I think that would be a better way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we may need a new, wow. um, a new segment. I mean, Nick Saban's press conference off, moment. He is off that tree. Today's Nick Saban great. press conference moment. It started very Belichickian, <laughs> right, where he just said, we, you know, we already have one of those. And just left it at that. What do you want to put in a new one? And then you just left it at that, right? And then the difference between Saban and Belichick is Belichick will just maybe get a little bit sarcastic and blow a little dart in your direction and then just leave it at that. But it just see I think Nick gets riled up by it. Yes, absolutely. And then the follow-up question about, you know, are you going to do it more often, which is 
Like, what do you, you think you're going to lead Saban into saying, yeah, 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 and then make it seem like he's going to start? You're going to get that out of him? Oh, he, he's, he's going to cut that off at the tracks right there. Head that off at the pass. And then what's the, the, the flex, the flex of Saban showing up to a press conference podium in an Augusta National oh. golf shirt is a great oh. flex, man. Good looking polo, too. I mean, to show up in an Augusta National golf shirt. And then you know when he starts moving his arms around and then when he starts tapping the podium. Podium taps. Podium taps. Podium taps. Podium taps. That's a great, that's a name. Is that, it, podium taps. Pod, oh, Saban's podium tap? Saban's podium tap. Uh, eh, don't no, love You it. guys don't like it? Oh, no, no, it's see, just, it's, don't love it. it's not great. But it just, <laughs> that, the, the, the Alabama microphones are very yeah, sensitive. Yeah. Sensitive mic. There's a way to fix that. So help. let me, let me it, it, while, while Saban's maybe out there listening, Hey, you know, Nick, um, I had a sprained AC joint at the Pro Bowl years ago when I fell on my shoulder at the end of NFL Total Access when Rod Woodson did not hold the tackling dummy that Ray Lewis was teaching me how to hit. Yes. (laughs) Rod purposefully, sort of like Lucy, took the football away from me. I went flying through it, and then later on on the beach, I'm like, man, my, my shoulder's hurting. And it took me a good day or two before I could hold the microphone back in my right hand. So, Nick, I think Bryce will be fine. He'll be fine. If I was only there at the press conference to uh, deliver my own personal experience with this injury. (laughs) I mean, NFL Network, uh, you know, almost had a package to go for Darren Horton. And it was it was the old one. It wasn't a new one. The package, you know. Uh, different skill set on D Horn. I mean, he's six six five. I know it's yeah. different skill set. Yeah, you had, you had to change the entire rundown. The whole rundown, the whole rundown had to be changed. changed. Yeah, and he also wasn't on the island either. So the initial plan was to go with my left hand at the microphone, which is very difficult for me. I, honestly, I couldn't even raise I remember, my. I remember when that happened. Right, I was there. I was on the field. It was the Carolina Panthers trainer because of the Panthers, you know, coaching staff that was there for the NFC came to look at me and diagnosed me on live television. I had a sprained AC joint. It hurt. But a couple days later, I was able, you know, I was able to, I was able to host on Pro Bowl Day. So. <laughs> yes, Bryce Young will be fine. My you're, my you're my two warrior. cents. Yeah, you're real. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's all I'm looking for. That's all I'm looking for. Pickleball would have been out though. Yeah, at the time, I yeah. mean, you're talking about the Pro Bowl of like 20, 2005, wow. 2006. I had no idea what pickleball then? was. He I had was, no idea. It was a different age then, too, Mike. Oh, That's true. Oh, boy. You would have been playing actually tennis, like an actual. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, I went onto the beach later that day and tried to get up from my towel that I had laid out. <laughs> the next day. You know, and, and not, like, later on that afternoon, like an hour, I'm like, what the hell happened? I'm like, oh, that's right. I fell ass over tea kettle. With my mic packs and everything flying yes. off. And at the very end of Total Access that day, I just thought to myself, how amazing is this? Ray Lewis is teaching me how to tackle, hit a tackling dummy, and mm-hmm. Rod Woodson is holding it. And I thought to myself, honestly, uh, how much money would this go for in charity? For like a charity auction. And I'm lucky to be doing this, you know, on the job. So I was going to hit that tackling dummy and show Ray Lewis, I can, I, I'm coachable. <laughs> And Rod let go of the tackling dummy. Mm-hmm. Let go of it. I flew straight through it. They're all laughing. And then later on that day, I'm like, man, my shoulders hurt. <laughs> so being able to host with my right hand for the next two days was straight out. So I understand what Bryce Young might be going through right now. 
and how Alabama's on pins and needles. But if I was able to come back in time to host the the uh, Pro Bowl, Bryce Young will be ready. One for of your the greatest Aggies. qualities as a host is empathy and bounce back ability. Yeah, yeah. From segment to segment. segment. Yeah. Line to line. <laughs> Thank you for that, brother. Aye. Aye. Aye.